Welcome to Counsel the Word, a podcast of the Center for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship. I'm your host, Keith Palmer, and today we're going to be talking about mentoring men toward maturity. Joining me today on the podcast is my good friend and fellow brother pastor, Brian Gaines. Uh, Brian is the pastor of leadership and discipleship at Grace Community Church in Glen Rose, Texas, right here in the DFW area, and a valued friend. So, Brian, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It's good to be here with you again. So we're talking today about mentoring men, and I know you recently wrote an article for our CBCD blog called Mentoring Men Toward Maturity. And for those of you that haven't had a chance to read that, you can read that on our website, thecbcd.org. Brian, I really appreciate the effort and and thought you put into that article. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about what prompted you to write in regard to discipling men. Yeah, two two things, I guess, primarily. Um, One, just the scriptures um, compel us to disciple, to work uh, towards men being more mature in Christ. And so passages like Colossians 1.28, uh, Him, Christ, we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone that we may present everyone mature in Christ. And so certainly we want to, to do that with all people, um, but especially uh, in, in working with the men in the home that lead their families, that are leaders in the church. Uh, you know, various other passages as well. Ephesians 4.12 talks about equipping uh, the saints for the work of the ministry, uh, building each other up in sound doctrine, in love. Uh, the Great Commission, you know, Jesus um, talking about teaching them to observe all these things that I have commanded them to, to keep, to observe God's word. And, and we want to see men follow Christ uh, as Christ has called them to do. And and a very practical note as well, just in the context of ministry, um, in the counseling ministry, you know, men come in and and they they don't look a whole lot like Christ sometimes, and they don't act a whole lot like Christ, and and Christ really isn't oftentimes much in the vocabulary, and so uh, in in those formal settings where we have an opportunity with men, how do we get them uh, from a point of, of maybe having come to Christ and saving knowledge, but really not understanding much of uh, deeper doctrines and how to to live for Him in a God honoring way. Uh, and so that would be um, one as far as the counseling ministry. You know, frequently I find myself referring back to um, Stuart Scott's book, the, the Exemplary Husband, and in particular chapters nine and ten, very helpful for helping men think through how to lead their home, how to love their wives, um, just those practical things that that we all need to be equipped with in light of the gospel, in light of the scriptures. And so that would be one. You know, I think back to my own journey. We're all works in progress, right? Um, when I got married, I was pretty much clueless as to what it meant to love my wife as Christ loved the church. Uh, I had a, you know, through reading through the scriptures, a general understanding of, of how Christ loved the church, um, sacrificially, lovingly, laying his life down. But how did that translate into day-to-day communication with my wife, loving her, serving her, nourishing, cherishing? Uh, I needed some help with that. And so... Uh, Lou Perello came along in the form of a book and helped me out with a complete husband and, and grew in that. Um, and so that was helpful. And so the context of formal counseling, um, men need to be pointed to Christ and know what it means to live for him. And in a bigger setting, just the context of the church in general, um, 
We want to see every man mature. I think that's the ambition, the desire we have is to see each person in the church uh, grow up to become increasingly mature in Christ. Well, that's all very helpful and good. Thank you so much for that. Can you help us understand now, in light of the importance of this topic, how do we actually do that? How do we go about seeking to present every man mature in Christ? Yes, I think, first and foremost, we realize ultimately we can't do that. Um, and I think just the humility of dependence upon the Lord. Um, was it Psalm 127.1, unless the Lord builds a house, those who labor um, or build labor in vain. And, you know, Christ, apart from me, you can do nothing. Uh, and so acknowledging just right up front, every man mature, uh, that's pretty overwhelming. You know, I struggle myself to follow Christ in a in a God-honoring way all the time, and to help others do the same, and uh, to see every man mature in Christ uh, again takes us back to if this is Christ's calling, and if He's at work within each man, then we get the privilege to come alongside and to be the instrument in the Redeemer's hand, so to speak, to uh, to help them look to Christ and become more mature in Christ, and so. How? Ultimately, dependence upon God. Uh, I think also, um, you know, just a goal as I think through and start to work with men, sometimes I'll ask the question, um, for what are you currently known? If you were to ask your, your wife, your kids, your coworkers, those who know you best, what would be the words they would use to describe you? Um, for what are you known currently? And there's usually some good things and some things that they wish they wouldn't be described by. And then, you know, maybe a follow-up question. Uh, for what do you most want to be known? And then we get into, with the believer, we get into the gospel and Christ-likeness, um, and they start to think through that, the things that they want to be known for. And so, ultimately, we, we want them to have the aim um, of wanting to be known uh, as Christ, in Christ, living for Christ. And so Philippians 1.21, right, to live is Christ. Um, and so that's the aim. You know, I think through uh, the other night I got to go with my kids to uh, their archery club. And uh, they were shooting bows, and I took mine with me, and they let me shoot as well. <laughs> and that was somewhat of a humbling moment. I hadn't shot my bow in years because as, as we get older, things don't work as well. My elbows haven't worked. My shoulder hasn't worked. But everything was working properly that night. So I got to shoot with them. And... Uh, the target was big, thankfully, and uh, at 20 yards was able to get all the arrows into the target, which I was encouraged by. Uh, but they were all over the place. You know, it wasn't what you would hope for. And so I got to thinking, okay, we got to focus this in. The bullseye is there. I'm all over this target. And so I found somebody's feather that fell off their arrow laying on the floor. And so I took the feather and I stuck it up on the, the big target, and I made it my ambition to try to hit that feather every single time. Well, it wasn't completely successful, but the pattern of my arrows grew a whole lot closer because I was very intentional in what I was trying to do, very focused in the aim. And likewise, as I think through ministry in the church, um, we can't just sit back and hope that we become more like Christ. Um, we take comfort in that he's working within us, but we also have a calling to intentionally fix our eyes upon him, to become like him as instructed in his word. And so as we think through counseling, as we think through uh, maturing others in the church, it helps to have um, the book, The Trellis and the Vine, if you're familiar with that. It helps to have a trellis, so to speak, some structure to what we're doing. What are the basic components of discipleship? Uh, what does it look like? What are the areas of focus that need to be there to mature men? And so 
we were just talking a minute ago about uh, the guest speaker you had here last fall, Rick Holland. Uh, and one of the things that I appreciated about that it came on in a podcast um, with Men's Ministry Equipping Men, and uh, you'll be encouraged to know that those podcasts are listened to. <laughs> in fact, I've, I've listened to it multiple times. So when I go mountain biking, I've got a little helmet that I can play MP3s through, and, and I've listened to that that talk probably four or five times now. And one of the things that's been beneficial and, and hearing from Rick Holland and likewise Ernie Baker, kind of a similar model, is what they call the four C's. Uh, the four C's being content, uh, character, competency, and community. And using those as kind of the framework uh, in which to intentionally um, disciple men. And so would you like a brief explanation of those? Would that be helpful to the I, audience? I think that would be helpful for, for the listener, sure. Okay. And so as, as we've been putting together, uh, I guess, a, a better trellis, if you will, to disciple those in our church, uh, I've been thinking through content. You know, what is it that our men need to know above all else? Uh, and, of course, that's Christ, a saving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, they need to be able to, to share their testimony. Uh, they need to know the, the essentials of the gospel message. And so we want them to know Christ as he's put forth in his word. We want them uh, to know God's will for their lives, to know God as he's revealed himself, so his, his attributes, as we would refer to them. Uh, and so a Bible reading plan, that they would just read the Bible, that they would know the Bible to encourage them in that. And in doing so, uh, they begin to mature and, you know, other things that we would want our men to know um, is just basic doctrine. And so that may be going through the church's statement of faith, um, but teaching them the essential doctrines. And so that would be content, um, character. Of course, as we think about character, um, we're thinking about the heart. Um, why do we say what we say? Why do we do what we do? It's all because of what's in our heart. And so helping others understand uh, their desires and the areas there uh, where there need to, needs to be sanctification. Uh, as we think through character, of course, we think through the Beatitudes. Uh, we want all of our men to be characterized as blessed. We want all of our men to, to represent and, and look more like Christ in the area of, of being poor in spirit and, and mourning over their own sin, the sins of others, uh, and just you know, going through the Beatitudes. We want them to be characterized by the Beatitudes. And so those would be some of the things, I guess, as we think through um, character. Um, ultimately, we want them to have the character of Christ. And so to continue to look upon Christ to increasingly uh, be more like him. Of course, as we think through character, um, we think through the qualifications of an elder. And so passages like 1 Timothy 3, Titus 1, um, helping them understand these are the men that God has set over the church. These are the men who are to put before us an example of Christ's likeness, even as they proclaim Christ to us. And, and we want to be those kind of men. What does that look like? Um, very practically, what does that look like to have those characteristics? And so, you know, a focus on those, very helpful in encouraging our men. Uh, and, and, of course, also character um, and content. We don't want those two things to, to stand alone or to stand isolated, but they, they come together, and that's demonstrated then in competence. Uh, we want men to take that content to display that character in a way that, uh, according to 1 Corinthians 10.31, it's whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, 
do all to the glory of God. And so helping them understand what are the gifts God's given them, uh, how to use those gifts then to the glory of God in the context of the church, in the home, uh, in the community, to, to see all of life as worship and, and with competence to uh, be able to represent Christ well in the home, the church, and the community. You know, I was listening to Dr. Baker um, and had a good dialogue with him on these four C's not too long ago. And, and a good model, a good example he mentioned is an area of family worship. And so one of the things that he does is as he's mentoring men or was mentoring men, he would invite uh, the guy and his family into his home, and they would do family worship together. And then he'd meet up with him and talk about what they did, why they did it, and invited him back in again with his family and said, this time you're going to help me lead family worship. And they did it together. And then the third time he invited the guy back in the house and said, okay, now this time you lead. And that's a good example of, of mentoring, of helping men mature in Christ, is to teach them how, to help them understand, then to actually let them do it. And so he said this, he said, I do it, you watch me, we do it together, you do it, I watch you. And so there's that, that connection there. And you know, part of, of what we want to see in this, this connection of these things interrelated is less and less disconnect. Uh, between what we know and and how we live. And so an example, I don't know if it's appropriate to do a podcast without mentioning Pilgrim's Progress. And so, of course not. Of course not. Okay. <laughs> so let, let's tie that in here. And so when I think about character and I think about content and I think about competency, uh, I think of Christian and Hopeful on the road to the Celestial City. And they encounter Talkative. And Talkative is a man who had a lot of content. He had an enormous amount of head knowledge. He could talk much about a whole lot of things. But then when it came down to it, though, his character did not reflect the content in which he could talk about. Uh, he was a saint abroad, or at least looked that way. Uh, but in the home, his family knew him to be more of a devil, um, a drunkard and, and demeaning. And that content, what he claimed to know about God, wasn't then manifested in his character. And so, you know, certainly we, we all have disconnects, right? We, we know God to be good and loving and gracious and merciful, and yet sometimes we're not. And so we want to see those things grow together as we prayerfully depend upon the Lord and seek to live by His, His Word and dependence upon the Holy Spirit. And that really leads into the fourth C. And so we have the, the content, we have the character, we have competency, and the fourth one um, being the community. Uh, community, I think, primarily, um, we think about the church and the home. Uh, the church is is a community where we're to grow and mature. Think through passages like you know, Ephesians chapter four, right? Uh, that you there is is plural. You, um, meaning the church together. You put off these things. You put on these things. You honor Christ in, in holiness. Uh, another passage um, that I think through as we relate all these together is uh, Romans fifteen four. And the implication of these things are in this verse where Paul writes, I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness or character, filled with all knowledge or content, and able, competent, to instruct one another community. And, of course, the that primary community, um, if a man has a family, um, is his own home. And we want those things to be representative 
in his his home. And so in the context of the church, we encourage men to grow, but also in the context of the church, we equip men then to go home and to, to lead well in their families. And so we help them to understand, you know, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 to chapter 6, verse 4, and what it means to be the head of their home, uh, to love their wives as Christ loved the church, to bring their children up in discipline and instruction of the Lord. And so those are kind of a quick overview of the four C's and, and how that might play out. Well, this has all been really helpful, Brian. Thank you so much for your uh, input today. Are there any resources you might recommend in helping men grow toward maturity in Christ or helping uh, brothers to help brothers in terms of that pursuit? Yeah, and thankfully in our day there's many of those. And, uh, you know, of course, starting point's always going to be the Scriptures, taking taking the men directly to the Scriptures, working through books of the Bible and helping them understand um, those things related to content, character, competency, and community. Uh, but there are a lot of really good resources, some of them that I'm considering currently uh, with those that I'm working with and uh, for use in the context of our local church. You know, one of the books, uh, Exemplary Husband by Stuart Scott, really hits all of those. Uh, in fact, I've gone through and I've, I've labeled each chapter as far as how it fits in with each of those C's, and, and that's in the recent blog if you want to look those up for actual chapter numbers. But the exemplary husband is really good on, on just a basic layperson level as far as equipping our men in those four C's. Uh, regarding content, uh, one that I've enjoyed as of late, uh, Paul Washer uh, has uh, several study guides out. One of them is called Knowing the Living God, and that's just working through the essence, the attributes of, of who God is. Uh, very, very good. And also he has another one out called Discovering the Glorious Gospel, and that's been really good as well And just thinking through the, the breadth and the depth of the gospel and uh, just thinking upon Christ more and more. That's been a wonderful study. Um, another one that uh, actually Rick Holland recommended, I hadn't heard of it until then, was um, Greg Allison's book, 50 Core Truths of the Christian Faith. And I've worked through a couple of those chapters now and found those to be very good. Uh, actually, I've got a date with my son this weekend. He asked a question the other day, and there's a chapter in his book that addressed that very well. So we're going to sit down and work through that chapter together. Uh, so that's, that's, those are some resources regarding the content aspect. Uh, related to the character aspect, um, Jerry Bridges, A Blessing of Humility, going through the Beatitudes. Really good. We want our men to understand well the Beatitudes and to reflect that well. So that's a good one. Of course, getting back to the Puritans um, regarding character, John Flavel, Keeping the Heart, is, is one of my favorites. Uh, in fact, my, my wife and my daughter, uh, 17-year-old daughter, just went through that. My daughter enjoyed it so much. She's doing a, a study with her friends now, going through Keeping the Heart. And so those are some, some good resources regarding character. As we think through competence, uh, competence um, one of the books are our elders did a couple years ago is by Timothy Whitmer, The Shepherd Leader. Uh, that was very good for the leadership of the church. And I believe there's also a version now, The Shepherd Leader in the Home. And so those those are good resources um, in regards to competency. Uh, Jim Berg has a, a good book out, Changed into His Image, which is just a good overall discipleship book. Um, and another one is the thing about competence. Uh, that involves apologetics. Um, of course, Ligonier Ministries, lots of resources there on apologetics. Uh, R.C. Sproul, Defending the Faith, a good series on just the essential um, doctrines and, and how to understand them rightly and have a good conversation with somebody else. 
I guess the fourth category as we think through community or the home, um, again, besides Stuart Scott, one of my favorite books on the church is um, Wayne Mack and Suavely, um, Life in the Father's House. Excellent book. Um, and so that's a good one in just understanding the importance of the church and discipleship within the church. Um, Stuart Scott and Jen, their book, 31 Ways to Be a One Another Christian, just the one anothering that takes place in the, the community of the church in the context of the home. And maybe a final one uh, as we think through the home, one that impacted me years and years ago. I think it came out in 2005. Uh, John Yant's Everyday Talk, Talking Freely and Naturally About God with Your Children. And that's one that just really helped me as a man to um, to think through how to point my children to the Lord in the midst of just everyday life. And so, well, Brian, thank you for being on the podcast today. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you. For more information about the Center for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship, you can visit us at thecbcd.org.